welcome to Press Our Esports the Duck, the most highly anticipated episode we've ever had uh, due to my sleeping uh, this past Thursday. Uh, but have a uh, excellent episode for you guys nonetheless. Probably just going to do uh, a few Q&A questions as well as the matchups we've had this past week as we've completed week one um, of season five. Uh, last week we did have, um, let's see, Demonic Ascension against Final Spark, Hijack against Equalizer, The Box against Spirit Rush, Assault and Battery against Dominus, and Let's Bounce against Perfect Execution, and Rounding Scout, Spray and Pray uh, against um, Super Mega Death Rocket. Um, and to kick us off, um, you know, Assault and Battery uh, went up against Dominus. Uh, that was one of the games that uh, I took the opportunity uh, to watch. Um, was really impressed uh, with Rusty the Cat on the vein. I had Bonkripper up there playing as the Cho'Gath. Um, Golden Pharaoh went Viego, uh, but Shunpo Shinigami actually was kind of held off, um, you know, wasn't able to do a whole lot as the Corky, um, wasn't around like 15 minutes that finally had enough, you know, gold to really be able to start, start popping off, uh, you know, uh, those R's coming in from, uh, Corky, um, and the AOE, uh, you know, on a couple of them. Um, but King Leon, uh, you know, played really well, slotted into the jungle for this game, because uh, they were forced to use a sub, uh, but he definitely did not miss a beat, uh, super impactful on the Trundle pick, uh, in game one, uh, and game one was really competitive, both squads, I mean, you know, even Damas had more kills in game one, and I think, you know, both of them were about to knock down each other's nexuses, um, and Assault and Battery actually came away with the win. Game two uh, seemed like, you know, Dominus was a little bit downtrodden on themselves. Um, Assault and Battery kind of walked away with things. Uh, King Leon went Kindred, um, and it just didn't allow... Uh, Excuse me. Uh, you know, any protection, um, you know, for Envy the Reaper, uh, you know, to continue pressing uh, on the 755 Malzahar. Uh, Kill a Monkey, you know, didn't have a great game. Uh, Vintage got absolutely beat up uh, on the Nautilus pick. Um, you know, Bonk Ripper played, you know, the Orn, really safe pick. Uh, Shunpo, really great game as Victor. Uh, and then, unfortunately, uh, Dominus allowed Rusty the Cat uh, to play kind of his patented Caitlyn. Uh, so, popping off game two, 12, 2, and 8, um, as that would put Assault and Battery 2-0 uh, for the night over Dominus. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I didn't really get to catch many of these games, but um, uh, Doom happiness and me uh, replays and uh, or some highlights and stuff, and I would say I caught a dragon fight where 
he w- clipped it and said it was a troll uh blast pant a blast cone uh moment but honestly shampo came out with like a triple kill so it's kind of like uh, i guess that wasn't troll but okay <laughs> um and then uh game one also he clipped me um some really good like mechanics coming out of rusty and I think that's just nice to see because in previous, uh, in the previous season, I think, like I even said that sometimes it just looks like he's just watching and steps forward and doesn't fully recognize what could come at his face as well, as far as CC. So, um, I think it was a uh, game one and um, Dominus was pushing into the base and the vein came out with like a triple kill at the end of it somehow. So. Yeah, just hats off to them to have the mental fortitude to like pull that game back. And looking at game two, I want to say like Dominus kind of just kind of made a hail mary maybe a little bit on the champion select. While like I think um, Salt and Barry, yeah, yeah, th- it seemed like they had a way better game plan going in. I mean, we've se- Doom played Lux in the uh exhibition matches so it's not something crazy out of his wheelhouse and um pharaoh played least in top so i'm not surprised that he can play a jungle so <laughs> um but yeah i'm i don't know i think if vixer was there maybe game one could have gone a little differently um because you i mean obviously you had everybody playing in their roles um but i from what I could see from the clips that I got, it was definitely a tight race in game one. So that's really nice to see that they're able to do that. So next up we had uh Demonic Ascension against uh Final Spark. It was another Jer Bear uh clinic. Uh we got Good. to see uh the Rexai pop out. We mentioned it last during the exhibition games that um, we, uh, we wanted to see the, the, we called out the Rex on the exhibition games and we got to see it right here. And of course it had the early game pressure that you thought it might. He has Serpent's Fang and Prowler's Claw and Sterics and a 32 minute GA and armor boots. Like he was, he was a, a monster and had a very similar performance on Kane, the other game, although Kane unfortunately couldn't quite carry through the game. Um, both games went 32 minutes, like 32 minutes, 46 seconds, and then went 33 minute, eight seconds. There's like a the 20 second difference between the games. Like these were clearly slugfest into the mid game. Um, wombo combos coming out of both teams was a lot of fun on game two, uh, for, uh, final spark. You had Diana, Oriana, Leona, like that AOE CC and damage is massive. And you have Zach Leona Victor game two, like, yeah, that that's the you can see where that team is going. Um, but when you have crazy mobility and frontline, like with the Rexai or the Shin or the Nautilus or the Set or the, it's just there's there's a lot to go on there. Um, Mommy Senpai showing that she can uh, carry a game if she has a uh, front load. Uh, front carries, or sorry, uh, front tanks and whatnot. Uh, her virus game, his virus game, sorry. Uh, rapid fire cannon, uh, sorry, it was uh, Runin's hurricane, i.e., 
that's there's so much damage coming out of the on-hit virus instead of the poke virus, which you want to see scaling into more of the late game. We played it both games. Um, same game, not too quite much available. But yeah, these were these were spicy series and um, slugfest in the mid game. So I mean, what was your big takeaway? What do you attribute? You know the them splitting. Um, you know, demonic ascension. You know, with final spark. I remember specifically in game one, um, it was really just the reg side that was just initiating all that and was just being everywhere, having these like behind uh, the lane ganks and whatnot. Um, but I would say game two or the the first game with ice over going three and nine and senpai going like five and eight, not quite having like the stronger games. Um, on the bell cause and the the vars, it's a good idea. But when you have Leona Vane um, and then like a, a Zach to dive in behind that, um, you can't you can't run away too much. There's just too much gap closed between Leona and Zach to Vars to do anything. And so mostly, I would say it was the jungler coming in and having the most impact on both games. Um, but you can't say that the bot lane was a slouch in either one. Um, I think they I think they went pretty fair. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure, like, <clears throat> I'm sure if uh, Demonic Ascension looked back at this game, they could be like, okay, well, you know, we have a set. Anytime this Zach jumps in on us, we just use our set ult to ult him back into his own team. And, I mean, I didn't catch the game, so I don't know if that happened as much as I think it should have. But, um, Again, I don't necessarily know if Madcaps... I mean, we know Madcaps understands Darius when he plays it, but he should also know what is hardened to him. Mm. Um, I don't know if the set is necessarily a difficult matchup for Darius, um, but yeah, just maybe small things to improve upon. I mean, it looks like um, Kazuo was just kind of like consistent in both games. Um they also ran with their like uh, um Diana like ball dive comp again in game one, which clearly didn't work out as well, but uh, as you put it, it seems like Jer Bear was just like everywhere and yeah. it's putting so much early pressure, which is what we wanna see out of a Rexai. Um and out of Jer Bear for being the yeah. leader of the team. Yeah. So um but I also like to see that uh, Darius got banned in the first round, and their choice was to put Madcaps on Shen. And I mm -hmm. think Shen is a very good champion for a lot of like maybe the lower tier uh, top laners, um, because it in more in most ways it gets them to start to look more at the map. Yep, at absolutely. the map. So, um, also, I mean, you get assists from it if something happens and you save the person, more transpires. Yeah. But yeah. Um, it starts to force them to be like, oh, okay, I actually got to, like, you know, maybe hit my F keys and see, like, what's going on. Or maybe just <laughs> hand down bot lane when I'm walking to top lane. Like, um, and just kind of see what's going on. So, yeah, I think, uh, I think that this is a good first start for them especially after the exhibition matches and i mean we don't know who's going to go in the mid lane yet but i think this the four at least look pretty good 
they had a my last comment really about that is that they had banned Ezreal away from um day one nub pringle yeah and gaunts um because they seem to both play some kind of adc thing going on there nub pringle being kind of like the the spicy pick in the top lane mm-hmm. um but they didn't ban any ADC. Uh, they didn't ban any ADCs both games, and Mommy Senpai picked Varus both games. Um, so that definitely shows that she's going to be more of a team fight, sit in the back, long range, CC oriented. Um, not so much like a Tristana, like Gauntz was playing, and more take the game into your own hands type thing. Definitely yeah. more supportive role. Um, which it works out. I, yeah, which I would suggest to teams like that to start looking at um, Ash. Ash with uh Wits End and similar similar effect. Um Hail of Blades is doing really well right now. So I mean it, it's the worst feeling getting hit by an arrow <laughs> yeah, yeah, in yeah, like for, in mid lane, just to like you're just standing there taking yep. a trade with the mid laner, all of a sudden the arrow comes from fountain, hits you and mm-hmm. you're dead, and you're just like Yeah, actually it did happen. Yeah, yeah. Vars is a great step up to Ash, uh, just because the team fight in lower range and not quite so much agency Vars has to have to make those plays. But once you get comfortable on a champion like that, yeah, switching over to Ash where you can make have make those plays and have some agency, definitely gonna make a difference. But fun series, absolutely fun series. Uh, next up, we had Equalizer against Hijack. Oh my gosh, these games were so good, so good. Like, yes, okay, so. <laughs> hats off to equalizer and hijack for like i don't know you, you like they had level one strats they like actually like looked to do stuff and it, it was just really fun to watch them watch both teams play um so game one there was oh so one of the big things that happened in both these games is that all both teams attempted tower dives at hey. various points in the game so like I mean, I've been saying that, like, oh, we've seen it happen in pro. Like, you just need to have the coordination. And I was so happy to see a, uh, I think it was a rifty play on the bot side. And they tried to three-man dive bot lane. And it kind of went bad. But I was still happy that they did it because, like, we want to see people or teams attempting stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just That's to kind of like you don't you, take. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, and like I have to give it to um, uh, Interagent. He is like I don't know. He, he to think that he signed up to play AEC this season is almost feels like a mistake because he has just been able to. I mean, his score doesn't show it in game one, but he had a lot of good focus on bot lane which is obviously hijacks like strong point in Jeffrey Mm -hmm. and Wolfie. They've both been doing really well together. So, um, like he put a lot of good focus and a lot of, uh, like he was able to stop the necessarily like snowball that had kind of started to happen in the early game for Jeffrey by just keeping pressure down there. Cause nothing was really going on top and mid was, both of them were doing good, fine. Wookie just wanted to farm, and I mean, Ziggs is basically going to sit back and just throw cues the whole time. Um, 
So I think um, game one, uh, Wookiee is playing like Victor, and you can play that aggressively. Like we've seen, we've seen pop up, pop off moments like Hippie, but like when you're <laughs> playing, uh, when you're playing a champion like Ziggs, and you can literally queue from like a whole screen away to collect minions. Uh, it's a little hard for the victor to have the like desire to step up, especially into like a Viego who could just pop in whenever, um, or an Ash Arrow that flies from downtown. So yeah, um, but yeah, they kind of ran with their Wombo comp again in game one, and it didn't necessarily go as well because the thing is, is that you had uh Jana instead of Lulu. And um, you had the uh, you had the Victor instead of the Yone, which I don't really think the mid lane is what it, like doesn't help this comp. I think not having the Lulu with Kogma hurts this comp a lot. Um, but I I really like the uh, attempt that they had. I mean, Wolfie had a really good game on the Nautilus as well. Um, so yeah, hats off to them. Game two. Uh, it was kind of. And I mean, on a positive note for Hijack, I mean, Bonkers has a positive KDA for the first time in a season. Ouch! <laughs> Heard it here first. Yeah. <laughs> and game two, and then game two is okay. And game, game two is okay. Um, if Zoa says that now, then Bonkers is about to go on a massive streak. You know that is that yeah. he has set the tone. Dominoes have yeah. fell. Yeah, so uh, game two was um, interesting. Mar picked up uh, Gwen and actually Dizzy, like, just flexed hard and didn't even <laughs> matter that Mar took Ignite. Dizzy just first-blooded him uh, with no jungle assistance. Um, I'm So my thing is, is that I understand that, like, the classic like sejuani matchup in the jungle is like you pick trundle to negate like mm -hmm. all her stats and stuff on your ult but i mean i think it's fine in the top lane but like unless you're being as active as the sejuani in the early game it doesn't necessarily equate because like mm -hmm. again interasian just focused bot really hard and did really well to kind of keep Jeffrey down and Wolfie uh, down and unable to like roam and do stuff. Um, Nightcrit had a really good game. I actually, at this point, I'm kind of convinced that Bishop Stick should like change his main to Rakan. I think he looks <laughs> way better on Rakan. I'm just kind of curious on which, when Bishop uh, Stick is going to change his A list because uh, Nami was open both games. They didn't play it on either. Yeah, well, Angry Birdman is taken, or Filthy Birdman's taken, so he can't. So I, why I think that is, is that with uh, Nami and Kaisa, just no, doesn't sound fun. Yeah, no, and then not. <laughs> Nami, and then I can understand. I could see Nami and Kogma maybe, but again, like Kogma Lulu is like S tier, and everything else that is like a heal or anything is kind of like. B tier with Kogma. Like it it just isn't the same mm -hmm. because you don't have the polymorph whenever someone comes in at you. Um like people could dodge the tornado. Um you have the slows on the queue for the Lulu. So it it just 
it, the lane seemed to be going okay once Asians started to give more uh, pressure down there for them and help them out. But like, yeah, overall, I just like again, overall, both teams just like played really aggressively, went for um, dives, which was really nice to see. Um, and there was actually a replay that Wookie sent me that just from his perspective on the Kali, which was great too. So like I could, you could see all what he was doing and there was a dragon fight where he just like popped in there. Jeffrey hopped out of the pit. He one shot Jeffrey and you're like, oh, well this fight's over. And then he like kind of like chilled a little bit, waited for the R2 to come back up just pop back over the wall and like two shot the zigs and you're like well okay uh wookie's online the collie just one shot like both their carries i guess i guess this is kind of gonna go equalizer's way now so yeah but uh it, uh, yeah overall i think both teams showed a lot of flexibility and i can't wait to see how they do in the coming weeks didn't you know that a, a collie was a fun to interact with champion yeah, no. I mean, I love watching it, but I don't like playing against it. I don't like it on my team because usually it's a feeder. But like, it was a, uh, it was a, uh, it was good to see a uh, pop off a collie moment. So yeah, yeah. And next we had uh, perfect execution versus let's bounce, which was the uh, replay of uh, week, or excuse me, the uh, preseason of last week. Oh, that was me as well. Um, so they uh, perfect execution. Looks like they took our opinions and whatnot, and kind of did what they needed to do. And then on the flip side, uh, it seemed like let's bounce. Almost some of them <laughs> either didn't take our opinions, and then some maybe over-indexed on what we said. Um, like the salt, like straight up four games of like playing against inserts, he beat inserts, like straight up all four games, he beat inserts in lane. Um, there were like a, there was a moment in game two where he like left the lane for some reason to help bot, which then ended up giving inserts, uh, first tower gold in top lane and Instead of having a 12k, uh, 12k lead or 1200 lead, sorry, um, it dropped back down to like 400 or something in gold, and I was like, bro, you just like wasted your whole like lead on him, um, to like help out on bot where you're, where you're TPing down there when you didn't even have ultimate. So like, what are you gonna do there, um? So I, I don't know. I think the salt either the team either needs to be like, all right, we're gonna like help the salt get really early, like even quicker leads than he's kinda getting right now to get him out of the lane. And maybe we could do something where like, oh, we'll swap our uh we'll swap our bot to top and put him down bot and then we can get Rift Heralds more easily or something like that, because like the salt is basically getting ahead by himself and um his he's just like having maybe some misre misread tp plays <sighs> that haven't resulted in anything good for the rest of the team 
that kind of just hurts his lead. Um, also, the other thing... So, quick question. Uh, you know, after one week, is Hippie already missing Archer Prodigy? Uh, maybe. Um, I will say I was uh, really disappointed to see that we had a Volibear in Game 2, and I did not see one tower dive i did not see him use his ult once to turn off the tower damage mm. and kill whoever's underneath it and he got some really good early kills like um the play they made a play game two where they uh pushed um perfect execution off the rift herald and actually got a double kill on it because um uh gecko kind of over um uh just kind of like flashed in to try to smite steal it and it's like well then you're dead um yeah i i just i think the team maybe the team who isn't like are all the new players on the team are like have this idea that they need to play safe and not lose and it's just kind of making them play like really passively and they're just not doing much um also i mean it has to be noted that like they didn't have ether twister in the in both these games and i thought the rail was a good pick um and they had a swain and a zareth but yeah there's just a few things i think let's bounce needs to like get together on like coordination and even team comps i just some i'm like really lost on some of their like picks like it, it, the game um the second game gecko picked uh kane and went blue kane and totally popped off but you only have like one point click cc basically which is the volibear q and then the um set e is like situational because the blue kane is very quick and then the Swain, uh, I think it's the E that's like yep. the pullback, is very situational too. Like in this game, literally, I think you need a Leona to lock down that, to just CC the cane before he could get on top of um, the Quirky or uh, the Sivir. Like, yeah, uh, because... I mean, it, it's it, at that point you have to look at it and be like, okay, if this was a Master Yi, how would we deal with this? Like, what champions would we need to deal with this, or what items would we need to deal with this? Because we just don't have the necessary CC to deal with this. Um, yeah, uh, Let's Bounce decided to give Gecko Bronze his uh, patented cane, uh, and you know. Gecko Bronze, you know, one of the few that, you know, teams have said, hey, we're not going to give this guy this cane pick. Uh, definitely plays it really well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, he, he looked really good on it. And he also looked really good on uh, the uh, Viego as well. He's, uh, he's definitely making a argument for, like, um, Maybe we've kind of like underrated him as a jungler for the most part. <laughs> Maybe I mean I've I've always said he's kind of like one, like one in one out, 
and where he like does really well one game and then doesn't do so well the next game. And the one that he does well on, you're just like, that was Nunu with Dark Harvest. Why did that work? Um, but yeah, so exactly. I think he's like starting to really show consistency. Um, and I think that's, I mean, that's what his team needs. So next up, we had uh, Spray and Prey uh, that were against uh, Super Mega Death Rocket. Yeah, I got to cast this one. This one was a lot of fun. Uh, me and Mont Blanc, I think, casted this one. Um, the first game, we're looking at how they're picking, and we see the first round Master Yizzle locked in. And we're like, all right, so there's only so many people on that team who can actually play Master Yi. And we're like, there's no way, this, this, I guess Herbal's playing Master Yi. And that's where we, we, we guess Herbal's playing Master Yi. And um, if you looked at their history, uh, Luigi Flames have been playing a lot of Yumi. And uh, it just it just popped off. It was Master Yi going in Alpha Striking on top of a Yumi ult. And, like, you just couldn't kill him. He went Smite Ignite in true Herbo fashion and just and just ran at the team with Luigi Flames. Um, it was it was a fun game to watch. Uh, Spring Prey ended up getting the two zero in both games, but um, the the synergy between the synergy on Spring Prey is was just awesome. Um, I I could just keep going about some of the 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 synergies, but as you were saying, Taco, you like to see that early game aggression. And in game two, at five minutes, Luigi came up from bot lane in a three-man dove mid and got away without a kill. At five minutes. Boo, I'm saying, had no idea what to do. Malzahar just sat there as Vladimir started the tower aggro, lost it through the pool, and then Nautilus landed the hook, and Herbo was there to do the rest of the damage. Like, it was just like they had done it a billion times already. It was just well choreographed. Uh, you can tell that Herbo's putting in the time with his teammates. Luigi already performing well above what his intended salary is just because he's got the communication and the and the go trigger, someone else telling him to go. Um, Final Spark definitely... Go ahead. So what I found really interesting about, you know, Spray and Prey is, you know, you've got this really high-value player uh, the teams are going to throw a lot of bands at, uh, you know, with the Kazakhs and, you know, uh, Nocturne and, you know, things like that. Um, and then all of a sudden you overlook uh, Gecko H2O's right there and, you know, he can get his hands on Vlad and then, you know, pops off uh, 13 and 1 uh, and just huge. <laughs> Can't he touch Kazakhs? We've already saw that in exhibitions. Can't do that. And funny you mentioned that because in the first game, Mont Blanc was like, he should pick Vlad here. And he doesn't. He picks Lux, which he did fine on, by the way. But when you have yeah. Evelyn, Leona, Ziggs, uh, uh, what is it? Malzahar, you have four APs and you get to build Magrez on Vladimir. Like that is just. And then he picked the next game and absolutely popped off 13 and one. Um, yeah, I wanted to compliment. I actually think Go ahead. This is. I, I was gonna say. I think this is actually like Gecko season. Like, 
I know that he won last season, but like they started off rough, and he didn't look great either. I but like these games, he's just he just I mean he looks in his element. Like I mean I think it's just like a resurgence of like that season. Um, and I mean I think that could have a lot to do with the fact that, um, no offense, like nothing against uh, onslaught shadows, but like. He has a very consistent jungler with him who is looking to make those plays. I mean, Luigi clearly is doing a lot to improve himself to be able to be flexible and play like the Yumi. And I know he's a Alistar player as well to be able to flex around and even play Nautilus so and stuff like that to just be... I was just going to give, you know, a pointer um, to some of these teams that are going to run into spray and pray. Uh, you know, sometimes it's not worth targeting the highest value player uh, that you go for the weak link. And, you know, maybe it becomes a five versus four because you put some one of these lower tiered players, you know, on an uncomfortable champ that they're just, you know, ineffective on the entire rift. Uh, you know, in this case, Phantom King might be the go to as, you know, somebody you target. I'm gonna say uh, I actually yeah. disagree. I think you attack uh, the ADC because the problem with this team comp uh, in the first game, Jadu was doing fine top lane and Nightstar mm -hmm. had a pretty good lead. The problem is, is that once the Yumi left the lane, the Ezreal just sat back and queued and anytime there was a threat on him, he just eat away. So like, unless you're playing, um, unless the Leonas literally pinks the, front bush in front of their tower and just sits there the whole time and waits for Ezreal to poke his head a little too far forward and then he and uh, Ziggs can just like destroy him by CCing him to death and how long has Rise of Dusk been in Press R's couple seasons season one season two two one Super Damon was two right yeah well I feel like you know even dating back to that far you know we saw Rise of Dusk play a whole lot of different ADCs. Uh, so he's got a deep champ pool. It's tough. Uh, I mean, you know? you get rid of that, sa uh, that safety. Because, again, like, Yumi st attached to, like, Eve at, like, eight minutes. And then was barely ever bought. But Denied can't run around and, like, stand next to Nightstar, who's invisible to begin with, past level six. And just like babysit him, so. Well, yeah, that's what you're saying. It was the Jin Lulu versus Nautilus uh, Ezreal, and when Nautilus went to Rome, like Jin Lulu couldn't per you know put on that much pressure onto a Jin onto a Ezreal. He can just walk away ultimately from from both of them. Um, and as you were saying earlier, you know, have Gecko having a stronger jungler uh, behind him. Herbo has a stronger mid lane behind him. You know, Gecko is. There he goes again. It wins every episode. Um, Herbo has now got a mid laner with more, you know, cojones than the last one, whoever that guy was. Um, yeah, you know, that last guy, he was so passive. You know, he just sat back and just waited or whatever. Uh, they're, they're certainly enabling it. And um, yeah, kudos to him. But again, 
on a final sparks team you know jadu did have the leads early i think both games he had a cs lead and a significant one by five minutes consistently um so jadu is definitely going to be performing like you said nightstar uh even had the uh the lead had like to start out two and oh and i mean had an early lead and just couldn't couldn't snowball it um i'm not quite sure boo i'm satan's entire champ pool i know there's a, a banner two kind of thrown around with the uh, Kali would not. Most of those seem to be towards Jadu. Yeah, but Super Mega Death Rocket was running with a sub. Uh, I believe their mid laner was missing, uh, so they made some lineup changes. Ah, uh, yeah. Right. So they they actually they actually picked up a jungler. So I think Boo will be their mid laner. Gotcha. Um, I believe they picked up uh, Ku Atomic, who is a jungle player. So. Okay, I would like to see Boom Satan kind of flesh out maybe something more than Malzahar. There's some better, at least with those team comps, there might be a little bit better midlanders that might fit that theme. Yeah, I will say she had a really good play oh, yeah. on Jay though, when uh, Jay towered over and she yeah. just bolted him, <laughs> and he was like, "Oh wait, this is... <laughs> I forgot I'm playing against Malzahar. Crap." <laughs> <laughs> he gets melted. He absolutely. Dies. Yeah, he just dies under turret, and you yeah. know, you know, Gecko would just in comms is like, just "You're laughing. an idiot." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> slapping his butt off. Um, but uh, yeah, no, that was a, a super fun series. Uh, the first game went 31 minutes, probably because Final Spark was kind of fooling around a little too much. There was a little momentum game kind of going back and forth. They didn't quite have the massive early lead, and uh, that kind of caused the first one to go longer. But the second game was 26 minutes long. You know, that's a, a pretty... You mean Super Mega Death Rocket. I'm, I said that yeah, twice. So, I yeah. said that twice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, SMDR. Um you know, 26 minutes the second game. Uh, the Nocturne uh, was just... 666. Six, six. Yeah, yeah, well, there's that. But the, the global presence he had was just was just oppressive. And I like the, the theme uh, that they had going on. All the fighters with Aatrox and Zinzao and Lulu to kind of help the skirmish or whatever. But those, those team fights don't accomplish much. They just kind of poke. They might siege. They might float around in the jungle a little bit better. But... The the draft on uh, Spray and Praise is um is it's just way more cohesive. They have a goal. I was surprised Luminar didn't pick Jinx. Honestly, I was I was hoping for something a little different. Jen Dark Harvest is obviously one of our uh, mods' favorite players, but uh, it's I I like to see something a little more flexible, a little more. Um... And last but not least, we've got uh, Spirit Rush against the Box. Uh, I was uh, casting this one. Uh, with Mont Blanc, um, man, I, Doom Articuno and Filthy Birdman. I'm gonna go ahead and call it now and say maybe one of the best bot lanes uh, in Press R this season. Uh, the Ash and Swain pick just absolutely nasty. Um, you know, Excellence got his Ari in game one. Uh, didn't do a whole lot, but didn't have to. Doomslug 10, 1, and 8, uh, you know, going up against Spurgeon uh, CA. They did ban uh, Spurgeon's Mundo, uh, which kind of throws him down the next tier of either Garen or Teemo. He opted in Teemo. Um, didn't have the best game, so it was a, a bit rough for sure. Uh, 2, 6, and 3. Um, but Teemo Taku and Queen Sue. Uh, had a pretty rough bot lane against Articuno and Filthy Birdman. Uh, so 
just Doom Slug was huge. Um, game one uh, did go 32 minutes. Um, was the more competitive of the two. Um, but, uh, you know, More Sleep did some pretty nifty Aurelia uh, engages and, you know, avoided a few uh, two-verse-ones that he was able to at least uh, get a return kill on. Game two, um, you know, 23 minutes uh, right on the nose. Um, Spurgeon did switch over to Garen, which helped his survivability against Doomslug. Doomslug only 4-1-3 and three in this game. Um, but excellent switched over to Karma. Same bot lane uh, for Spirit Rush. Um, but more sleep actually running the Cassiopeia uh, in game two. Um, and then Team Otaku uh, and Queen Sue, uh, Ezreal, Morgana, uh, respectively. Uh, but yeah, Underdog had uh, solid games, 3-0-4, 3-4, um, but he was under the weather for this entire series um, and still able to help, you know, push Spirit Rush uh, over the edge and contribute. Taco or Matthias, I'm not sure, you know, how you guys feel about Spirit Rush's bot lane, but, uh, you know, I'm definitely very confident in their abilities. I think the two champions that they picked just, I think, fit them both really well. Yep. I mean, also, I'm I'm assuming the name from Filthy Birdman is either for Swain or for Rakan. So, um, which Rakan got banned by uh, the box, so I guess it's for, for a Rakan player, but, like, uh, can play either Birdman pretty well, so I'm, <laughs> is what I'm assuming, so... That's one um, more bird to go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If I, like, I mean, I think everybody already knows how I feel about Worthy not being in the bot lane. Um, so I don't even need to mention that, like, you know, he locked in Sejuani and, like, played it pretty poorly. Um, but, like, it just seems like they keep, unless they're putting Worthy back in support and more sleep's gonna go back to jungle i see this team going oh two or just one one every week and on the harder teams they will get oh two'd um like the lead that more sleep got on aurelia was never gonna like equate to what happened what was going on top lane or like the zach was are always gonna be a pain uh like it didn't matter that ari wasn't necessarily in the lead but bot lane was just like winning really hard so like the aurelia can do all she wants and like get all this uh get all the q resets she can but i just don't think that game was going to go any differently uh you both sides uh both games um and game two was 23 minutes long yeah i i also am a little like kind of confused by the boxes like me like mentality around how they need to play their team um because it's not like nothing against fletcher but it's not like fletcher is a 750 value player or something and he's playing mid lane and he's playing six and ari and he's doing fine so why can't you guys you know take your two strongest players put them in their main roles and try to carry 
or try to propel the other lanes to be like in good spots to still may help you carry like I, I don't know it just seems like they're trying to hide their weaknesses and it's just never gonna work like uh, like it, they'll get a win eventually but it, i just don't think it's gonna be enough to come out of play uh, to go into playoffs at all I said I'll give them another couple weeks, maybe. I would say no more than two weeks before really calling that call. Uh, I think, you know, you still got first game jitters type stuff. Um, and I think the value, even though the box is, or the box, even though um, Worthy Dust is the captain, um, I do think obviously more sleep definitely has like the knowledge base. And I think they can work it out where, he will learn the jungle and I still think more sleep being in the mid lane probably gives him the best chance at creating the biggest gap more so in the mid lane than anybody else in their respective lanes. So I commend him for trying to make the biggest difference there and spreading it, whether which side the game goes towards top or towards bottom, most likely towards bottom. But, um, yeah, I, I'll say give another couple of weeks before just saying, you know, by, or what he does, you just got to go back to support. So that'll conclude um, kind of, you know, us talking about this past week. Uh, obviously needed to discuss our picks for uh, this coming week. Uh, we had a whole bunch of uh, Q&A answers pop in uh, to that channel. Um, and we were going to pick the... Uh, predictions for the entire league as well as our top two picks um so guys what do you think we can save some of that uh uh for next thursday uh, after games on monday uh do you want to answer like one or two questions we'll answer one or two yeah. then yeah we'll save the rest yeah um all right let me look 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 uh Quanda. there it is i got one from uh, Herbo, eh, that's going to take too much conversation. <laughs> uh, nah, he just wants to know uh, which teams are going to make it into playoffs. And Okay, I, actually, I guess this is fine. Um, hot take on which teams are going to make it to playoffs, and then thoughts on which is the which conference is stronger. Straight up, Noxus is the stronger conference. I had so much heart. I had the most difficult time trying to do my predictions for that uh group which we'll go into next week but yeah i like was like do i really think this team is better than this team or like could be better than this i was i spent like a half an hour trying to figure it out um and then just hot take i guess uh from noxus i would say probably just from looking at them at the teams we saw spray and pray Assault and Barry. Uh, I think Spirit Rush looks really good. Very could be a very consistent team. Um, Dominus is kind of up in the air for me because they had that bad showing, I guess, this week, but they had a sub. So for those are four for Noxus for me, and then Dominus. I said Equalizer, uh, Curtain Call, Final Spark, Hijack. Uh, you can have the hot seat on that one. Uh, you wanna find a question for Matthias? Okay. You don't want you. No. All right. <laughs> Fine. Fine. I would say Knox is definitely more competitive. I think the the average salary is definitely feels a little higher than in Knox's. But yeah, I, I agree with pretty much the rest. 
Yeah. Um, that's too much discussion. Uh, someone's even typing in the thing right now to ask a question. Uh, God, there's so much randomness in here, too, that, like, oh, Kibo had a really great question, but that's going to take too much conversation, so I can't, oh, so we can't do that one. Um, yeah. I got one right here. Uh, um, Herbo wanted to know most band champs of the season. Uh, this was the third. Oh, yeah. Uh, Anivia lost Matthias and Articuno is now an ADC, so it is likely a new champ overtakes Big Bird for the first time in Press Star history. No. Who is the second most popular next to the bird now? Or what's, uh, what's going to secede it? I mean, I think, like, the new champions will become a problem, but the other thing to remember is that, like, it wasn't just you and Aracuno that played oh, yeah. Anipia. Excellence, like, Hippie, there's a few others for sure. Yeah, there's, there's <laughs> like, several. there's so many people, <laughs> yeah, there's so many people that play the bird. Like, actually, if you look at Hippie's OP.GG, he has, like, 200 games on the bird. So, oh, yeah. like, oh yeah, it, it's, like, I mean, I still think, like, it, people won't necessarily pick it right now until, like, because it seems like the meta is really fast. Yeah. So Diego Gwen, I see those creeping up more often now. Yeah. And um our spicy Yone players out there who saw those exhibition games, I want to see more of that. I want to see more yeah. of Yone. <laughs> um, but if I had to like pinpoint a particular champion, I actually think um we have a couple more Kazix players in the league. So there's a potential that like we've already seen the Herbo one. Yeah, I mean, we already see the Herbo one, so, like, Herbo's not going to get that in probably any games going forward. And I think there are one or two or three others that I can think of just from team chats that uh, have uh, Kazakh players on their team. So it just literally takes one game. They pop off on Kazakhs, and then that's banned forever against them. Well, so, different, I think, uh, on top of that, there are going to be more mage ADCs, more mage bot lanes. The Ziggs, the Swains, the perhaps the Anivia. You know, Doom Articuno will absolutely bust that out anywhere. Um, I think we're going to see more more mage bot lanes, and I hope we do this season. That makes it a lot of fun. Brandon, yeah, I don't bring it back. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing um, the. I mean, Seraphine's pretty good still. I wouldn't mind seeing like Vigar down there. Yep. Um. Yeah. Uh. No, you know what? You know what's going to get banned all the time now. Uh, any team that locks in Tom Kench will, and they win on it, it will get banned from them for that's the no rest fun. of the game. Yeah, that's no fun. Tom Kench top is uh, he? It's he, the gray health now. It, it's just so fun. Like it's still I actually Halo blades really is a grass boy. Wait, what's the cheese now? Uh, no, he's just like really good. Just like good. It, the kit is I just really good now. That's disturbing. I hate it. Yeah. Next. Yeah. <laughs> Next, or are we or is that going to wrap up? So hopping right into uh, upcoming matches for Monday night, uh, we've got Curtain Call, uh, who's uh, finally getting into the ring against uh, Demonic Ascension. Uh, Curtain Call still winless after Week One. So is Tommy. Those are rookie numbers, man. Shoot, that captain needs to work on that. Woo wee. Yeah. 
next up we've got the dawning shadow against the box dawning shadow playing their first game of this uh young season uh as well as final spark against hijack it's gonna be a fun one it's gonna be a bloodbath <laughs> the equalizer against super mega death rocket nice that'll be fun and dominus against spirit rush that's another wait that's another like across the divisions game right equalizer and uh and uh smdr right or yeah, am I, I wrong? So. No, you're like, right. SMDR is in Noxus yeah. and Equalizer is in uh, Demacia. Spicy strats. We might see them. And last up, Perfect Execution against Spray and Prey. Uh, so I'll kick us off. Uh, curtain Call, uh, Demonic Ascension. Um, going to go 2 0 Curtain Call. Damn. Oh, well, we own no mid lane. So I guess that kind of makes sense. But. Why? Uh, actually, give your reason why you think that. There are four reasons. <laughs> there are four reasons. Troll. <laughs> uh, you just made Hobbit giddy. Nah, there's five reasons. There's never gonna be four. Uh, mainly just because I think Curtain Call. Um, you know, have some real life friendships over there. Uh, I think the chemistry is really good. Um, Demonic Ascension, you know, not having a mid laner currently, uh, you know, having a sub week in, week out, I think that's going to be just rough for them. Um, you know, I think the chemistry is just going to come through, uh, for the, you know, feel good team on curtain call. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's a, uh, it was purely based off synergy alone. I see, I see curtain call with the, with the coming out with the two O. You know what? I'm going to give it one to, one to Deco. I'm going to say one, one, like the Jer bear factor cannot be understated. Yep. Yeah. To be fair, it's fair. You know, I don't want to face that Rex. I don't, I don't ever, I don't ever want to be anywhere near that. I get and it. Uh, there's, there's probably, he probably has others like in his wheelhouse to play. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure he has the early game champs locked down. So Dawning Shadow against the box. Again, Dawning Shadow playing uh, their first game. Uh, Matthias, you want to get us started? Well, they definitely have the advantage over the boxes, having just videos and content and just, you know, time to see a game on them. Um, and they also have the advantage of maybe they're not exactly sure if that's where they're going to end up, you know, with boxing uh, with uh, Worthy Dust and more over or move over, trying to get more sleep, trying to get all situated. Um yeah, uh, I want to say 1-1. One, one. Yep, I'm going to say 1-1. One, one. That's nice of you. 1-1, <laughs> one, one. okay. 2-0. Uh, uh, Dying Shadow. I'm going to copy you and go the 2-0 for Dawning Shadow. Uh, you know, I, I do hope that uh, the box comes away with a 1-1 one, one and... You know Matthias's favor because uh, we want to see everybody be uh, competitive, but uh, right now I still think they've got to figure out where, who is going where. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, ultimately, yes. I think they have at least until like, uh, like they have 
they had the exhibition match, they had week one, they have week two, and they have week three to like experiment on what they think is the best for their team. Yep. But like week four, Gotta have they one. have to, they basically have to be like, this is what, this is who's going to be where, and that's what we're running. Cool. Next. What do we got? Next up, uh, Final Spark and Hijack. Uh, Taco, you want to kick us off? 1-1. One, one. Yeah, 1-1, one, one, and they're going to be a bloodbath. It's just going to be 30 kills in 17 minutes. It's just going to be ridiculous. Yeah, I can't wait to watch the Gonza versus uh, Jeffrey show. I'm going 1-1 one, one also, uh, but I fully expect this to be uh, just mortal combat, absolute bloodbath, fatalities, friendships, fatalities, uh, the whole nine yards. Uh, so we've got some longtime players, uh, and all, all chat should be just uh, spectacular in this game. <laughs> yeah, like we're uh, going to have Bonkers versus Die Hardy. It's going to be Jeffrey and Wolfie versus uh, Gaunt and uh, who's his support now? Is It's not denied, right? One second, please. One second. Um, yep. Yeah, so it'll, it'll, I think it'll be fun. I think it'll be, I think uh, this and uh, probably Perfect Executions for Emperors is going to be like the hype matches of the week. Uh, the Equalizer against Super Mega Death Rocket. Uh, Taco, what you thinking? Um, I'm I'm gonna say one one. Like as much as I uh, have, I mean, Equalizer like really high on my list. Um, for their division, I think uh, uh, Jadude has looked really can really good and really consistent. Um, now they have like a actual jungle main in their roster. Uh, I think he that will be able to. Uh, I think Atomic will be able to help the bot lane and be able to help top lane um, a lot more. <laughs> that was weird. I uh, I'm like surprised that like went okay. So you said one one. I said one one. What do you think? Uh... I don't know. I'm feeling the uh, super mega death rocket energy and. Uh... Gonna go out on a limb and say two zero. Oh, I don't. You didn't see the clip I saw of Wookie, so I, I guess that I guess that's fair. I can't believe he played ADC last season or subbed for AC last season. He should have played uh mid from the get go. Like no point intended, but uh, yeah, straight up he looks really good. No, I I hear you. Uh, Wookie Monster is definitely a force. Um. Just uh, going with my gut and picking Super Mega Death Rocket 2-0. Okay. I guess I'll be different, and I'll go uh, 2-0 Equalizer. Um, Damn, we're it. all over the place. Let's this is the it. first one that we've never, like, Agreed we on, actually yeah. are not agreeing on. At, yeah. at, yeah. One of us will be right next week. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dominus uh, versus Spirit Rush. Ooh, that's yeah. It's hard to say two zero on that one, you know, because both teams are just so good and volatile. You know, they, yeah. they can both stomp and they can both swing. So this is 
Yeah, this will be a very interesting uh, jungle match, I think. No, definitely. Uh, Underdog has uh, been huge, um, you know, for Spirit Rush. Um, and so I'm going to give the... Uh, Give the 2-0 to Spirit Rush just because uh, I think their bot lane is, you know, nobody's been able to solve that just yet. 2-0 Dominus is what I'm saying. 2-0 Dominus. 2-0 Dominus. Woo! Well, you know what? To just keep with the trend, I'll go 1-1. One, one. So yeah. we, so only one of us can be right next week. So the last uh, match that we have not talked about yet, Perfect Execution versus Spray and Prey. <laughs> yeah um i think if i had to pick somebody to the other distance especially off early showings it's gonna be spray and pray uh so pretty confidently i'm gonna say spray and pray i think champs pool i think draft if um i think like you said trying to find the kryptonite to their team they've just got a lot of strong kegs or pegs in those gears yeah i actually agree with you I, I think look I think anybody on Dominus wants to actually have their uh well you know I'm saying uh yeah. sorry not Dominus I'm in a uh, Demacia anybody in the Demacia region actually wants to go up against Spray and Prey because I actually think that they are probably the leaders right now so if I've already stated that I think Noxus is the harder conference you want to go up against one of the two hardest teams to really challenge yourself so um i know nothing against perfect execution i thought they had a really good game uh two games against um let's bounce but let's bounce is also not looking that great um and brand bridge looks like on our level uh, even with the strats like i mean yep to to <laughs> i mean it's a little bit of an oversight by uh super mega death rocket to not think that yumi was in play for the game one when literally if you looked at luigi's op.gg he has like 20 games on lulu uh i mean not lulu on yumi so yeah uh i'm gonna go with 2-0 or spam prey i think i'm gonna have to go uh 1-1 just uh perfect execution has all their profile pictures turned in so I, they're Got the edge on spray and pray. Oh, <laughs> profile um, intimidation. Who doesn't have it on spray and pray? Yes. <laughs> I, I'm sure said person probably has submitted plenty of photos. Yeah. Plenty They're of stock photos. Not, just, just not the photo you want. Yeah. Yeah. Pepe is not a profile picture, unfortunately. <laughs> Hey man, I actually I actually find it hilarious that that's his profile picture on Discord. It just actually him. <laughs> I mean, I think Gecko Ron's a very capable jungler. Uh, Trinity and Satisfate look great in the bot lane. Uh, insert name here, definitely one of the uh, best top laners in the league. And KB Jelly just has to you know not feed Gecko H two O, and you'll know, be able to stay somewhat even. Um, and then. You know, Turbo has that. Turbo Herbo has that tendency of you know, flipping one game and inting, and you know, there you go. So one one. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm I'm worried for the soul lanes. I mean, don't don't get me wrong, you know, spray and prayer is ridiculous as far as the talent just because of, you know, uh mid ADC and jungle. Um definitely have a lot of talent on the squad. I mean, I think they'll run into problems when they hit assault and battery, but yeah. Yeah, I want to see that for sure. Those going to be some yeah. good games. So that'll do it for this episode of The Duck. Uh, thanks for having patience with us and uh, sticking around for this late Sunday evening episode. Uh, we will uh, be back next Thursday night and uh, watching all the games with you guys tomorrow night. Uh, look forward to how the season progresses. Gentlemen, thanks so much for hanging out, and we'll see you guys on The Rift. Penis is by.